we've been talking about who do you think you are? That's been the series title. Who do you think you are? And the entire point is just really to lay the groundwork going into this new year. We can start something new every, every day, any day. But there's just something about January 1st that where something clicks. We say enough is enough. I'm done eating all the garbage that I've been eating over the holidays. I mean, I don't know about you, but I might have put on a 10 or 12 pounds over the last month or so, but you got to start tomorrow. I can't start on a Sunday, right? But I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm not waiting until the first, but none of that is important. But the, the point of that is it's so much better, so much easier to try something new or go and, and expect something new in your life whenever you know who you are and the power that you possess. And that's, that's the main focus at Grace Life Church. A lot of churches have uh, certain avenues that they stay down, and I really like to stay down first, the love of God, and then our identity in Christ. And our identity is wrapped up in that love. We are who we are because of his love. And so they, they kind of blend together, but this isn't just something that we talk about or get excited about. This is something that will actually change our lives. There's, there's substance to this. There's an experience to be had, and that's what we talk about all the time at this church. So I wanted to lay a foundation of identity, which is something we always do, but specifically this time of year. And then as we go into the new year, we can have our resolutions, we can have these changes, and we can start to expect things uh, on a, a different level going, going into the year. Does any of, do any of you have any resolutions this year? Not a one? One? Some of you do, you just don't want to say it out loud yet, because what if I change my mind? Well, you have a week figure it out. But uh, there's things that I want to see happen. I'm not going to ask you to say them. Just raise your hand. But uh, the, the, I, I have certain things that I want to see accomplished. There's things that I want to see happen in this church this year. There's things I want to see in my personal life, in my personal finances, in my body, in my health. There's one thing that I really focus on, and I try to. I haven't been as consistent these last few weeks, to be honest with you, but we are three-part being. We are spirit, soul, and body. And I think if every single day we learn to feed each one of those, that's when we start to build and we start to see increase and change in our life. So every day I try to, to tap into the spirit, into the soul, into the body. You spend time with God. You spend time on your emotional and mental health, and you take care of your body. That's stewardship. That's when we learn to, to take care of what we have. Don't just say, yeah, God's given me this, this power and ability. Just, let's do something with it. Let's, let's be good stewards with what we have. A lot of times stewardship is connected to finances, but stewardship is how we treat our body. How do we take care of this temple? How do we, this isn't stuff we talk about in church a whole lot, but taking care of ourselves, eating the right things, doing the right things. How are we managing our finances? All those things play a role in it. We could be believing God all day for a supernatural healing, but if we're eating McDonald's every day, God's got his hands full, my friends. It's going to be a little bit harder. It's just there's some things that, yes, you can believe for, and yes, we can say it is finished. It's already mine. I'm a possessor of the kingdom, and that's great. But are you going to experience all those things if we're not good stewards with what we have? It's going to be harder. And it's not God. It's not God withholding until you get your act together. It's us building up walls and just making it where God can't get those things to us. That's fun. All right. I read this quote, but change is inevitable. Personal growth 
is an option or is a choice. So things, you're going to have to make decisions at some point. But what are you going to do when those decisions come to pass? We can either get, take the positive route or the negative route. We have life and death set before us. We know that we can choose life. Things don't just work out automatically. We have to put our hands to something and do things a certain way. Knowing that you have the power and ability to take control of your life and steward what you have and expect change will cause you to respond to life differently. The world's going to come against you. People are going to come against you. Your mind is going to come against you. There's stuff I battle sometimes. I know that I have the ability to not be swayed by what's sitting out in front of me. I know I have that power. But do I always operate in, in, in that power? No. Sometimes what I see in front of me does affect this. So I have to be diligent and be uh, intentional with my life. And that's why it's so important. If you start the day knowing that I'm a spirit, I'm a soul, and I'm a body, and I'm going to start the day taking care of each of those things, the way you interact with everybody and everything that day will change. And then when things happen, because they will, you'll respond differently. We don't have to be victims of our circumstances, victims of other people's poor choices. We can be victorious in the midst of the storm. Y'all said you were going to be louder this morning. Today I want to go over three things. Three things you can do to experience something new in 2022. That was unplanned, and that rhymed. That's amazing. That's the title of this message this morning, Experience Something New in 2022. And these are things that we've talked about quite a bit, but let's, let's really be intentional with it today. And the first thing I want to talk about is expecting more. I really tried to get all three of these to start with the same letter or rhyme or something really catchy, and it didn't happen. I even busted out the thesaurus or thesaurus.com, and it, 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 it's just going to be what it is today, all right? So expect more. As we've been talking about, knowing your identity in Christ will cause your expectations to change. That's what faith is, right? A positive, or it's an expectation. You can't, it should be a positive expectation because you know that you're the child of a king. You know that you're an heir to the promise. You know that everything you need for life and godliness is already within you, in your spirit. We know that, but, but do our expectations always line up with that? Or when obstacles happen, when, when things start to happen to us, do we see that as defeat or failure? If we truly kept these things at the forefront of our mind, truly understood our identity, and not that you don't know your identity, but maybe just got a little sidetracked for a moment. If we don't have this stuff at the forefront of our mind, when obstacles happen, it's going to look like defeat. Or whenever we do keep these things at the forefront of our mind, maybe we'll look at any obstacle as an opportunity for growth, an op opportunity for God to show off, an opportunity for, God, for people to see Christ in you, see the power of God working in you. When people see obstacles in your way and your positive expectation or your positive response to it, people will see, well, wh why didn't you respond like you would typically respond? I mean, there's, there's things in my life, things that I've been through. I've been through some stuff. I was in the military. I've battled post-traumatic stress and anxiety and depression and substance abuse. And these things I've, I've battled, and you could look at what I've seen and what I've been through and say, well, yeah, of course. 
when that, that just comes with the territory. When you've seen and done the things that you've seen and done, why would you expect anything different? And I think that's why veterans, a lot of times, they go down this path because they think, well, this is my path, and so this is just how it's going to be. I'm always going to have to take these pills. I'm always going to battle these things. I'm always going to need some sort of outside substance to just calm everything down in here. But I'm telling you, and I've experienced this, that there's a better way. It doesn't matter what you've experienced or what's, what's happened to you in the past and what people are doing to you or things that you're experiencing right now. Today, you can have a high expectation, a positive expectation because of the power that you possess. Amen? All right. So if you think about faith or it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this morning, what we put our faith in without even thinking about it. And I'm not even talking about big spiritual things. We put, you put your faith in these chairs that you sat in this morning. How many of you, before, right before you sat down, kind of inspected the chair thinking, man, I really hope this holds up? No, I mean, you just sat down in it. You had an expectation. It's these little things. Because it's, we're so used to just sitting in chairs, we don't give it much thought. And if you sat down in the chair and it just crumbled beneath you, that would be pretty embarrassing. <laughs> you'd be, you'd be <laughs> thinking you'll start that resolution a little bit sooner. But <laughs> no, you, you would have responded a certain way because it went against what you were expecting. Same thing with the lines on the road out there. We have a certain expectation that cars are just going to stay in their lane. Or even sometimes you go down, especially down here, this windy road, Honey, Egypt out here, and, and you just, sometimes cars are coming, it looks like they're going to hit you head on. But you know that as long as they stay on their side of the lane, there's not really any issue. But then they're playing on their cell phone. I don't know about you, but that's a pet peeve of mine. When I'm behind someone and the light turns green and they don't move and I see their head look up at the light, I don't get as mad as I used to, but I acknowledge it sometimes. But as long as, as long as things live up to that expectation, it doesn't bother us. But the second things get out of that expectancy, it starts to affect us a little bit differently. So if we, as children of God, knowing the power that we possess, and we had a certain level of expectancy, I think we would respond differently. Rather than expecting bad things to happen, we should expect good things to happen. Then, when the bad things happen, we'll respond to it accordingly. Not in defeat, but saying, wait, this isn't how life is supposed to live. I have, I have the power that raised Christ from the dead on the inside of me, so I'm going to respond to it differently. Am I making sense? And so, looking at your reaction or your response to things really reveals where your faith lies. And not, not in a beat you up kind of way, but in, in a, an acknowledging kind of way. Just say, wow, I really responded the wrong way. We shouldn't be shocked when abundance happens to us. We shouldn't be surprised when a healing takes place. That's, that's the normal life as a child of God. But we tend to expect sickness. It's flu season. It's, you know, stuff's going on in this world right now. And we, we almost expect it to happen. We're just waiting when it's our turn. We load up on, on DayQuil and NyQuil, and we load up on allergy medicines and that sort of thing. And when it doesn't happen, we're more surprised than if it were to happen. 
But our level of expectancy should start to, to change. And if we have a positive expectation, then when the bad things happen, it's so short-lived because we don't settle for anything less than heaven on earth anymore. We should have our expectations in a place where when things don't work out the way they're supposed to, we respond differently. The world throws things at you. If you've ever been in a place where you thought, man, I'm just going to believe God and everything's just going to work out, that's not how it always works. We live in a fallen world. We live in a world where other people aren't expecting the best, where other people are, are ex actually expecting the worst and pumping fear into our minds and trying to get us swayed. There's a balance between walking in wisdom and walking in fear. Like we can be prepared for certain things to happen, and that's where stewardship takes, takes place. But if we're operating in fear, we're not making rational decisions. The world's a crazy place. How are we going to respond to it? I think as believers, as children of God, we should respond very differently. You're not just someone who has to allow whatever life throws at them. You're a child of a king. You're already blessed with every promise in heaven. You're going to get knocked down, but how or when will you get back up? Deuteronomy 28, we're not going to go there. You don't have to put it up there. I just kind of pulled these out, Deuteronomy 28. They talk about the blessings of God and, and our expectations. I encourage you, go look at, at it. We are not under the curse. We are blessed beyond belief, already blessed. But go read uh, Deuteronomy 28. It says, you're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the country. You're blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Increase in your herds. You got to bring some modern words to this sometimes. I don't know who in here has herds, but they're increased, I'm telling you. Bless when you come in. Bless when you go out. Bless in your storehouses. Bless in everything you set your hand to. Meaning, set your hand to something. Do something. I've been thinking about that with the church. That's why we're, we're going to start adding things to this church. We can sit here all the live long day and believe for, for Grace Life Church to grow and for more people to be impacted by this message. But if I don't put my hand to something, if we don't put our hands to something, that's not going to happen. It doesn't, it's not a magic trick. Put your hand to something. So that's what we're doing. I'll, I'll move on. So... Blessed in everything you set your hand to. You are the head and not the tail. The head and not the tail. You know, if you're living like you're the tail, <laughs> there's an expectance, some, some expectations that go along with being a tail. Stuff's going to hit you. You're going to expect stuff to happen in your life. Amen? But when you're the head and not the tail, those expectations go away. You don't have that what can go wrong will go wrong attitude where life is just going to throw all this stuff at me. Not saying it's not going to happen, but you're going to rise above that. You're ahead and not the tail, above and not beneath. Man, that's good news. That's awesome. I think it's awesome. 
If, you're, if we're operating in fear all the time, we're going to experience the thing we're most afraid of when that's our center of attention, when we're in constant worry and constant doubt and constant fear, things are going to work out differently. But if we see ourselves as the head and not the tail, above and not believe, blessed going in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the country, we're going to experience more blessings. We're going to experience more things. This isn't just one of those, those hokey prosperity preacher, prosperity gospel messages. I'm not a, a necessarily a prosperity preacher, but I'm definitely not a poverty preacher. I do know that everywhere throughout Scripture, God has, blesses his people. Financially, healing in their bodies, things work out differently whenever we understand that God's purpose for us is heaven on earth. I know that messages like this can be abused, and if you give a certain amount, then you'll get a certain amount, and things will work out. It's abused, but does that mean we don't give and we don't expect things and we don't believe that we're blessed? Of course not. You are blessed beyond your wildest dreams. Man, Job says, said this. Y'all, some of y'all might know who Job was. Job had a bad couple of days for a while. He lost everything, and we're not going to get deep into that this morning. I have in the past, probably will in the future, but some stuff happened to him. Lost his, every, all his money, his family. He got sick, boils all over his body. It was a bad time for Job. But in Job 3.25, Job says, For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. Sometimes when, that's all, when we're consumed by the worst-case scenario, we're consumed by the, uh, what can go wrong will go wrong, we're consumed by what the news is telling us or what the, the politicians are telling us, that's when we start to experience exactly what they're saying. But you can prosper in the middle of anything that the economy's doing. The economy could crash, and you could still prosper in the middle of it. Some people think, oh, well, what about all the starving people in Africa? What about all the poor third world countries all over the world? It's still true for them. Prosperity might mean something different for them, but this, is, this message is true for every single human who has ever existed on this planet, whether it's in a first world country or a third world country. It just might mean something different. If the bottom falls out of this country, prosperity might mean something different to us, but we're, we're good. So we should have a higher expectation right now. Does that make sense? Expect more. Step one. Step two, prepare for it. Are you prepared for the things that you've been believing God for? That's, again, where stewardship takes place. If we, this is a decision Laura and I had to make a while ago, not as far back as I wish we as, as I wish we would have, but we want to prosper financially. There's a lot of things we want to see happen. I, I have goals, I have dreams to help people financially, but I can't give what I don't have. And I looked at our bank account, and I looked at our debt, and we had a lot, uh, not a lot in the bank account, and a lot that we owed other people. So we had to make some decisions. We had to start stewarding our finances better. I can't give what I don't have. We're blessed to be a blessing, but I have to be blessed. I have to experience those things so I can do it. This church, if, if this church is going to make the impact that I believe this church will make, 
we have to prosper. It's just a reality. Are you prepared to receive the things that you're believing for? I love this. This is Isaiah 54. It's a message translation. I believe this is a word for all of us. Starting in verse 2. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room. I love that. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. That is a word for all of us today. Have an expectation of growth. Have an expectation of abundance, of, of blessings to be unleashed in your life. And prepare for it. Prepare for it. Do it. And that means different things to each person. As I'm saying this this morning, y'all are thinking, how does this apply to my life right now? I think this applies to our church. I, as I come in here, like I said, throughout the week. I'm seeing every seat filled. I don't want Grace Life Church to grow just so I can say, look at what we've done. Actually, my, my vision has kind of shifted. It's still the same vision and how we do things and what we want to accomplish. But part of me, I used to want this big old church. And I don't know, it's kind of shifted. And I'm not lowering my expectation because things haven't worked out the way that I thought they would work out. But there's something about, I mean, you can have a good-sized church, three, four, five hundred member church, and keep that level of community, keep these relationships. And sometimes I think that gets lost. So maybe what I initially thought I wanted isn't actually what I want because whenever we got together on Christmas Eve and, and these things that we're going to start doing, that's my favorite thing about Grace Life Church, and I never want that to go away. I don't need the big production and all the crazy stuff, you know, so, but I'm in expectancy of even that. And things are going to take place. I put my hand to something. We put our hand to something. We invite our friends, family, and enemies to church. We share things on social media. We do things. We put our hands to things. But then what? We expect it to be blessed. We have to put our hand to something. Same thing in your personal life. Put your hand to something. Manage your finances well. Manage, steward, steward this temple. Take care of yourself. Take care of your finance. Take care of the things that God's given you. And you will start to see increase in those areas. I'm telling you, live your life in preparation. How do you spend your time? That's number one. Whenever I hear, uh, I don't like my job, I don't like where my life is, but I don't have any time, any free time to build something new. Yeah, huh? <laughs> And I'm not going to do it this morning. I have in the past, and I will in the future. But the, there's 168 hours in a week. If you work 40 hours, just minus 40. You sleep seven or eight hours a night, subtract that. And you just chip away. And you, you treat your, your time like you treat your money. And you budget your time like you budget your money. And you'll start to see where you spend your time. And we do have more time than we realize. If you work out an hour a day, subtract that for a week, seven hours, and just start chipping away. And you'll see, you probably have 20, 30 hours of time that you waste watching TV or playing on your phone or whatever it might be. And those are okay. It's all good. Watch your TV, watch your shows, do the stuff. Just don't tell me you don't have any time. 
<laughs> Amen. That's good. Same with money. Are you a giver or are you a taker? It's not works, it's wisdom. It's stewardship. God wants to get things to you, but are you ready to receive it? Are you prepared what you're believe- for what you've been praying for? Y'all okay? Y'all mad at me yet? Expect, prepare, and don't quit. When you make up your mind that, uh, when you make up your mind that this is the life that you are supposed to live, this is what God has called you to, this is what he wants for you, don't let anything or anyone talk you out of it. Don't let what you see when things don't go the way that you thought they'd go, don't quit. When people say, maybe you should try something else, that's probably not, you need to probably make some other decisions. Don't quit. I'm not telling you not to take counsel. Just take counsel from the right people. Don't let anything or anyone talk you out of it. Galatians 6, verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Sometimes we just need to wait for things to come to fruition. I'm using this a lot as, as an example this morning, but this is where I'm at as a pastor of this church. Five years ago, we launched, five, just over five years ago. And I thought, man, the world, the, this, is, this is not big enough. People, dr- people are going to come in droves and everything's going to be crazy. People, the world needs this message. and It's going to be amazing. Well, it didn't work out that way. And I could have just thrown my hands up in the air and said, you know what? I'm just going to go work at Home Depot. I always say Home Depot. I don't know why. I don't want to work at Home Depot. But I could have just said, you know, that maybe this isn't it. I could have let what I saw here sway what God's actually called me to. But I know that God told us to start this church. He didn't call us to start a church for five years. He didn't call us to start a church to fail at some point or get frustrated and throw our hands up in the air and just go a completely different direction. That's not what he called us for. That's not what he called each of us for. This family, this community, we're all made on purpose for a purpose, and we know it, and we know the power that we have. And sometimes you just got to wait. And it's not God withholding, but sometimes it's just a natural progression of things. That's what for in due season means. It means that there's an appointed time when our harvest is ready. Farmers don't plant seeds in the ground on Monday and then go out there expecting a full crop on Tuesday. There's seed time and harvest. There's stewardship. You water it. You let it grow. You take care of it. And things will take place. Just don't quit. Stay the course. Run your race. I've heard that it takes most churches. I mean, we, 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 plant, or we compare ourselves to all the big old 20,000 member churches and all the, the craziness. But 90% of churches are 100 members or less. And so... Most of the time, they say it takes between five and ten years for a church to find its identity, to figure out its lane in the big scheme of things. So there's churches all over the place. Each church does things a little bit differently. And so it takes five to ten years. So at five years, if I'm saying, oh, this is so hard and things haven't worked out the way that I thought they would work out, we're not even, we, we're just stepping into that season. 
And the same is true for you. If you're starting a business, if you're stepping into something, it's, it doesn't always happen overnight. Don't compare yourself to that one person that it just worked out for, for whatever reason. There's always that story. No one talks about the, the sleepless nights and you're doing a lot of things for free and things are just really tough and you gotta kind of build a reputation and work things out. No one talks about that. We just compare ourselves to that one. Are y'all connecting this? Okay. I'm not just like venting to y'all this morning. This applies to you too. <laughs> You're like, dang, glad I came. Uh, <laughs> take what I'm saying, apply it accordingly. But I'm a pastor who launched a church. It takes time for seeds to germinate and come to maturity. Likewise, spiritual seeds need time to grow. It takes time and diligence. This is a marathon, not a sprint. That's why this message of heaven on earth is so important. Because you're going to put up with a bunch of stuff and just allow those things. You're going to see yourself as a tail and allow things to hit you and just live that kind of life. But that's not what we're meant for. We're the head and not the tail. And we should, we should have an expectation and know that we don't have to wait for heaven to experience it. He wants you to experience it right now on earth as it is in heaven. Ordinary people living extraordinary lives right here in the mess. Jesus came down and he lived in the mess and he experienced what people experience. And he's, everyone says, oh, I just want to be more like Jesus. Just got to be more like Jesus. What does that mean? I mean, I think it means different things to different people, but what did Jesus do? He lived in the mess. He dealt with the mess. He dealt with people accordingly. Bad stuff happened to Jesus. He dealt with some stuff. And he showed us what we were capable of, that you can deal with some stuff and still experience heaven. It's that relationship. Not obligation, but it's something that we get to experience. This life gets exciting when you understand that, when you have these expectations. And yeah, sometimes things aren't going to work out the way you thought they'd work out, but that doesn't mean you give up. It means you expect more. A lot of times whenever I get knocked upside the head and things didn't turn out the way that I thought they would turn out, I expand my tent. I dream bigger because I'm not letting the devil or the world or anything else knock me down. If you're going to try to talk me out of my dream, my dream just got bigger. And that's, that's what comes when you understand, that's the mentality that takes place when you understand the power that you possess and who you are in Christ and how God feels about you and what he's given to you, what he's provided for you. Don't give up. Keep expanding, keep growing, keep allowing those things to take place because it will catch up. That time will come. That due season will take place. Too many times we just stop turn the other direction. We just settle for a substandard life. Do not settle for anything less than heaven on earth. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't stop. Don't quit. Keep expecting. Keep growing. Keep preparing because it's coming. I'm telling you, for all of us, we're all putting our hands to something this year. 2022 is going to be a good year. And even if they keep all this craziness up out there, it's still a good year. (laughs) 
You're a child of God, made to live heaven on earth. To think about everything that I said this morning, and really just how does this apply? What are you expecting? Are you expecting anything? If you don't know what to dream for, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you a desire in your heart. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you a desire in your heart. He doesn't give you whatever your heart desires. He gives you the desire. How do you delight yourself in the Lord? That's the relationship. That's the, that realization that he delights himself in you. And rest in that and grow in that and know that. All the, the other stuff, it doesn't even matter. Know that God is love. And for God so loved the world that he gave everything for you. And when you delight yourself in that, something takes place. that You don't have to try anymore. And expectation starts to rise. Dreams start to, to take place on the inside of you. Then it's up to you. That's where that choice is. You can choose to live the life that you've always lived and expect what you've always expected. Or you can say enough is enough. I'm tired of doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. It's a definition of insanity. I'm going to do something new. I'm going to see something different. Every decision that you've ever made, your belief system up to this point has got you to this chair this morning. Are you good with that? I mean, you're good with being here, I know. But, but are you good with where your life is right now? And if, if it's no, and that's not big picture always. It could be little things in your life, your career, your finances, your health, whatever it is, your happiness, your emotional health. Are you happy with where you are right now? If you're not, delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. It's really that simple. You're, you're going to do this, and that expectation, that dream is going to come alive on the inside of you, and you're going to get to a point where you're so almost disgusted with where you are that you can't not pursue that desire. You have to, or you're going to be miserable. Sometimes we just stay in, in our little, we think we're comfortable, and we don't want to get out of our comfort zone, but the reality is we're not even comfortable in our comfort zone. We're, it's just familiar to us. And so we'd rather be uncomfortable and miserable in certain areas of our life than step out of what's familiar. God's telling you, I've given you the power to step out. Now it's up to you. Take the reins. Take it and go and do something. Put your hand to something and watch what I can do. That's awesome. We have high expectations in this church. This church is going somewhere. The people that make up this church, are, we're all going somewhere in our personal lives as a community of believers, and we're going to impact this community. We're going to impact Houston, the greater Houston area, and things are going to take place because of what y'all are doing in your life. Not just Sunday morning service, but, but your life kingdom on earth, kingdom life on earth as it is in heaven. Just expect it, prepare for it, and don't quit. Amen?